1: there are a lot of canadians a lot of albertans too who are well aware of the difficulty that can surround getting flood insurance uh now here in alberta some providers will offer it to customers a lot of it changed following the calgary floods back in 2013 so you can get flood insurance overland flood insurance from some providers in alberta but not all of them um across canada in fact it's estimated that there's about a million and a half homes that don't have flood insurance. Currently, that could change soon, though. All Canadians might soon be able to buy insurance for overland flooding. That's the plan anyway. That's what we're working towards. So let's get some details on what's happening. We're going to speak with Craig Stewart. Craig is Vice President of Climate Change and Federal Issues with the Insurance Bureau of Canada. Craig, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks for the invite, Shay. Yeah. So let's get the lay of the land here because most Canadian households can get flood insurance, right? But but not all of them. So so how does that work? How does that break down?
0: So um, you know, insurance is meant for accidents. Uh, so if you uh, if you are in a place. Uh, where flooding is an accident, we don't expect it to happen, Uh, or, you know, it it, it could happen if you have an intense rainfall. You know, if you're medium medium to low risk, essentially, then insurance is, is available for you, similar to driving. But if you're high risk, if you're, you know, someone, if you're living in a place like a floodplain, uh, where we know uh, that you're going to flood, uh, you know, based on where you're living, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, then uh, then insurance either is very expensive for you uh, or uh, it's not available at all. And that's what we're trying to fix. There's about one, you know, as you referenced after the 2013 Calgary flood. Yeah. Uh, you know, most uh, insur- many insurers did roll out flood coverage uh, across the country. Uh, about eighty to ninety percent of Canadians have access to it now, um, but but there's about ten percent. There was one and a half million uh, homes that you uh, referenced where they just don't they don't have access to it. And given the events that we're seeing. Um, you know, now across the country, Uh, it's important that everybody be protected, which is why insurers have been working with the federal government in particular uh, to to develop a special program.
1: Yeah. And it's been a couple of years now. The federal government made this a priority and wanted to make it um, accessible to all Canadians. How how does that work? I mean, obviously you, you, there needs to be price controls in the government. What does the framework that the government is putting together with you know on behalf of insurance providers? I mean, what's what's the conversation? What's the deal starting to look like?
0: So we're you know we're we're, we're still in, you know negotiating yeah. it out. Uh, yeah. But but this is this is how we think it's going to unfold. Um, the idea is to make it seamless, right? So you don't have to deal with anybody but your regular insurance provider. So your your existing broker, your existing direct insurer, you know, you renew your your home insurance policy the way that you normally would. But you know, after April twenty twenty five, you would be offered a if you're at high risk, you'll be offered a special package basically to say, okay, now this you're eligible. Now you can access this Um, this flood program Um, but it will be part of your existing home insurance policy it will be you know it'll be underwritten by at the end of the day by the same uh, insurance company that's servicing you now um, but then in the background, uh, the insurer deals with the federal government essentially to, to cede that risk and the, and the government backstops that risk.
1: Gotcha. That's the idea. And, and like you say, it all comes down to cost, the government's involved. Uh, in terms of what you as the homeowner may qualify for, how, um, you know, in terms of you don't want to have to pay through the nose, like you say, the cost has to be a consideration. So is there a cap on how much it will cover? Is there deductibles? How does that look? Yeah, exactly. So so it's a, it's a
0: balance. You want to make yeah, sure right. that you're still pricing the risk so that, uh, you know, homes, communities, homeowners, communities are still incented to protect themselves. Right now, you know, the incentives are all perverse, right? You're bailed out by government. You know government's going to bail you out, so you don't do anything to protect yourself. Um, that's not a sustainable uh, approach. Uh, taxpayers are, are actually uh, funding it at this point. So what we want to do is to set this up so that it sends the right people signals so that you are paying a, you know, paying for the risk that you face uh, and, and you're paying a deductible at the front end that will incent you to do some stuff to protect yourself uh, and you're rewarded for certain actions in terms of premium discounts if you undertake certain actions to protect yourself but at the end of the day uh, although it will be expensive the coverage will be capped you won't be paying the, you know, for your true risk because it would be, it'd be unaffordable for most yeah. um, and so so the idea we're still trying to figure out how you measure affordability you know is it based on the home value and the contents is it based upon the income level of the community that you're in? Um, you know how do you define affordable but um, but the idea is that you would you would basically cap the coverage and then there would be subsidies above above that. Um, which would be funded, and those subsidies would be funded by a combination of federal and provincial governments.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, last question. I don't know, we might be getting ahead of ourselves here. Uh, we know that in other instances in the flooding that happened in Alberta, uh, a lot of those people didn't have flood insurance, and there was a disaster assistance relief program operated by the government. So would that, I mean, if if, if I've got the choice, and, and I, I can pay for this insurance, or I can just rely on the Disaster Assistance Relief Program. I know what I'm going to do. So I mean, would that be a qualifier in terms of, hey, if you if you had an opportunity to get insured and you didn't, we're going to limit what we'll do in terms of government relief? Or, or has that been um, tackled yet?
0: So uh, for most jurisdictions across the country, if you could have accessed insurance and you didn't, you're no longer eligible for disaster assistance. Okay. So that's even in place today. The federal government has signaled that they will no longer be, uh, you know, flood will no longer be eligible under federal government programs because people will be expected to, under, to, to use this insurance program in, instead. So there's a choreography, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at place. As the insurance becomes available,
1: the, des- the publicly funded disaster assistance gets withdrawn. That makes perfect sense. Craig, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thank you, Shane.